Hello, hello, all guys and gals and all non-binary pals. <laughs> we are finally here, the first session of the Call of the Deep D&D game. Oh boy, I'm excited, I'm really nervous. But yeah, so welcome to Radio Free Will's channel. He was lovely enough to host and stream the game for us. I don't think I have to explain what Dungeons & Dragons is, but uh, even if you are brand new to all this, just stay put, enjoy a good story. There's going to be some laughs, there's probably going to be some tears, and there's going to be a whole lot of me not wanting to virtually reach through my screen and strangle my players. For once, <laughs> a game that doesn't have to be explained on my channel. And on top of that, it is a game that you do not have to run. I don't have to run, I don't have to run it! Just... <laughs> Just amazing, amazing. Don't have to run it. I'm already here for it. The joy in your face is gonna it, it make it warms my little heart because oh, it's gonna change so fast through the course oh, of this game. Are you kidding? It's gonna change as soon as I get into character. My character's tragic as fuck. Yeah. Tragic as we go on. This is this should be an interesting bunch. But speaking of players, before we get started, I would like to introduce. I will have all my players introduce themselves. Because what better way to get to know someone than talk about yourself? So that's always a good bit. So I am actually going to go via what is currently on the overlay. So my co-host with the most, Will, you are up first, bud. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my channel. I am Radio Free Will, host of One Shot Firing Range and Ordinary Kansas, and also the host of the Vanguard Protocol over on the world, twitch.tv slash the world's guild. Come back tomorrow night for Monster Hearts. We're doing Monster Hearts tomorrow night, the last game of our Pride Month event. That's the thing that I forgot to put up, was the Pride Month fundraiser. We're doing a Pride Month fundraiser, everybody. We're trying to raise some money for the Trevor Project. Let's see, Streamlabs Charity Goal. There's the thing. Streamlabs Charity Goal, put that thing right up on the thing. There we go. Oh yeah, look at that. It's so pretty, right over Mikey's head. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and donate up there or at the link down in the description to raise some money all proceeds are going to the trevor project also if you have any bits to have any bits lying around go ahead and throw them in the channel because those are going to get donated to the trevor project as well the trevor project is a nonprofit organization it's a suicide hotline for lgbtqia youth so with your help and your donation and anything that you are willing to add to the pot let's help save some lgbtq kids lives very lovely. Thank you, Will. Alright, my next player up, the man of... I guess, I've known this man for pretty much my entirety of being online via Discord, and that is Kiltman. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bud. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Jay's for a second there. Alright, hi everyone. I'm Kiltman. I will be tonight's Ice Mage. Oh, were we, were we supposed to introduce our character as well at this point, or are we saving that for us? I have no idea. That's that's really all I have of myself. Off to a great start. No, you don't have to, because we'll right. get there eventually, but... I mean, it's not like yeah. it's on the overlay or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, they might know names and classes and stuff like that, but they don't know what we look like yet, so we'll get there. <laughs> I don't know if Kilt will mention this, but he is also... Is it moderator for Devil's Gaming? <laughs> nope. That is something I do in my spare time, yes, but I am not here for DLG. I'm actually here for just for myself, and that's all. Okay. Duly noted for the future, sorry. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Jace, JC, you're up. 
Hi, I'm JC Vanguard, cosplayer on TikTok, and I'm to the brain. Oh, you're gonna be a joy. This you're gonna be a joy. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. So next up, I think I feel like at this point we are friends uh, in IRL and online. Amador, introduce yourself, bud. I'm Amador, uh, but I am of three Michaels now. In this game, I don't do much. I'm a pretty cool guy. Is that how you introduce yourself? Am I doing a good job? Splendid. <laughs> Splendid. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Michael, we have the second. Yeah, he's the second. I'll be the third one. Jace's Mike. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Michael. I'm actually Jace's cousin. So I stumbled into this group of content providers and everything. And seems like it's going to be an awesome group to play D&D with. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'll be playing the, the heel bot, the peace cleric uh, for, this, <laughs> that's for this campaign. The peace player with an E2. I love it. And <laughs> sorry, sorry, we have a noob, and I, I got excited there for a second. <laughs> Just blew hey. up the whole mics in there. Jeez. <laughs> Do not traumatize the new player yet. <laughs> Fresh meat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no. All right. Finally, last but not least, we have John. <laughs> Hi. I'm John. I have known Will for a very long time, and I'm still sorry that I do because I've made his life a living hell in now two games. But I am also, <laughs> I teach uh, people how to be funny for a living. I make content over at Red Rory Theater, and I, you can find me on another D&D podcast at Improvised Weapons. I don't know what the website is for that now, but we're on iTunes, so you can find us there. Lovely. I mentioned myself a little bit, but finally, my name is Mikey. I go by Pop Culture Geek on all the social medias. Yes, I am going to be the Dungeon Master and every other character in this whole entire world. Oh boy, this is going to be fun. But that's why I have this notebook to keep track of characters so I don't misremember having them in there in the first place. Did everyone catch what's on that notebook? We all saw it. We're good? Yeah, I saw it. I saw Tarrasque. Oh god, already? No, it's not a Tarrasque. No, tear out his ass. It's it's not a Tarrasque. It's like a Tarrasque with Richard glasses on, the big nose. <laughs> well, it's it's like those League of Legends skins, like definitely not Blitzcrank. Yeah, this is definitely not a Tarrasque. Or Mundo. Mundo was it's definitely, not, it's, it's, definitely not Velkaz, one of my personal favorites. I, mean, I definitely think, I'm going to say, it's, I definitely saw a beholder bard that decided to have a half-child with a Tarrasque. Oh, see, but and, and, and then that child started a tavern, which, co- of course, gave the world the beer holder. Okay, oh, that's me. Okay, oh, I think the world the beer holder. All right, I'm gonna head out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a short episode. There, thank you, everyone. Great <laughs> thing, guys. Great to meet you. It's oh awesome. my goodness. Uh, As you guys can name. see, <laughs> this group of players is gonna drive me up the wall. But honestly, if we're being honest, for the short period of time that I'm going to be. This is a great group of players. I cannot believe they said yes, and I'm really excited to lead them through this story. It might be meh, but you're gonna be you're gonna get some laughs. It's gonna be a great time. <laughs> so, speaking of game, shall we get started, players? <laughs> sure. Oh, that's what we're here for. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> nah, I changed my mind. Damn it. <laughs> here goes the stream. Be like, good night, guys. <laughs> Just end stream. <laughs> no. Alrighty, so let's get started. 
So a bit of background information for our game. The entirety of this game is going to be set in the lovely, specifically in the Sea of Swords and the neighboring islands and cities that are near it. So one of the big spearhead figures for all the goings on in the Sword Coast is Lord Dagalt Neverember, who happens to be the head of an organization called the Lord's Alliance. So, Lord's Alliance is a bunch of nobility from across the Sword Coast that kind of dictate the politics as well as the ongoings of the entirety of the Sword Coast and its citizens. But recently, the Sword Coast has been under attack by various pirates all across the different island nations and even the cities themselves. And because all of the nobilities and their leaders are sending all their soldiers to cover their large bases, some nations are without protection at the moment. And that is where this particular group comes in. For one reason or another, each of you has decided to take up the mantle to head out to the small island nation of Gunderland which takes quite a bit of time to travel from Neverwinter, which you guys are all currently at at the moment. The King of Gunderland, King Redaxe Orglave, has made a request to have some adventurers come to the island nation and help investigate a disturbance that has plagued the island nation for a bit now. And so as the camera kind of pans out and glows closer into Neverwinter, we open up in a course, as tropey as it is, but I love it, in a tavern. So while this tavern is not particularly the most elegant in a bunch, it is a favorite local spot for the citizens of Neverwinter. And as the camera kind of zooms in through the doorway, we see the owner of said tavern, Belor, Leonin bartender, standing behind the bar, cleaning some glasses, and just watching the denizens of his establishment, having a few drinks, having some conversations, the normal things that you would think of. As the camera continues to pan, it stops on a particular table where we see two sets of individuals having a nice conversation and kind of enjoying each other's company. Hugh and Corvus, this is you guys. <laughs> I'm a Corvus is going to be sitting on like a high stool. I feel like this would be like a high table, so I'm like kicking my feet like a child, not really touching the ground, just sipping whatever they have and they have on tap, and it was cheap and just. Are you enjoying? Like nothing. Your, are you enjoying your sippy cup? Call it a sippy cup one more time. Well, it's what you do with it. You take your lips, you wrap it around the edge, you imbibe the the fluid inside and you make yourself feel better as far, as far as I can tell. Look, I wouldn't call it a sippy cup. Let's call it something more extravagant. Let's try a uh, drinking vessel. Yes. Ah, you sail on it and drink from it. I see. Very nice. Uh, you don't do well with metaphors, do you? Nothing goes over your head. Oh, it always goes over my head. But it's alright. I'm just ha happy to see you in a good mood for once. You seem to have been a little bit down the last couple of days before we got here and you could try new things. Yeah, it would be nice to try the new things and be able to taste what it 
tastes like. Have you run out of your, your meat from before? Do you need me to go and see if the bartender can round up something else new? Uh, let's try it one more time. Maybe this time the bartender will spice it properly so I can taste it. Perfect. I'll be back. And he stands up slowly, tries to look like he's walking correctly, pulls a little bit of his mask, because it's the human face is not quite on, and uh, walks over to the bar. Give you one of these (laughs) when you pass by me. I I do this. Oh, this is great. So before we get there, so really quick, Amador, go ahead and describe your character for us and the audience. (laughs) Ah, yes, I'm obviously playing Corvus. I am a goblin. I, a stout fellow, quite uh, charming, actually. But I stand pretty proudly. I know that I may not be the biggest adventurer around, but I definitely have the heart, but not the taste. <laughs> Lovely. And then, John, just go ahead and describe <laughs> your character for us, please. Oh, he's very lithe, very svelte. Looks like he's been co- come directly out of the sea, basically. He's uh, got robes on with netting and stuff like that. He's just very much of the, the coast, the sea area. And uh, he's a... He looks a little odd, acts obviously very odd. And to those that may not know, he's definitely wearing a mask of some sort that looks like a human face, but is definitely not one. But he is very amiable and glad to go around. We'll t- talk your ear off about his lord and savior Dagon at any time, so. What's the mask made out of? Basically, flotsam and jetsam that he had found in different places around the coast that he had then tanned. So this would be like bits of sail, bits of leather, stitched together in the best way he can. I'm hearing Mick Foley vibes. Mick Foley, leather face (laughs) type of thing. Also like hills have eyes, that kind of thing. (laughs) But the the, the thing you do, if you look too deeply into his eyes is you notice they're all black like a shark's eyes. There's like no a doll's, eyes. A doll's eyes. I love it. All right, so Hugh, as you walk up towards the bar, the bartender, Belor, cleaning his glass, the Leonin, very typical as far as headwise, like lion face, big old mane. He has a couple of piercings on both ears, just cleaning his glass. He looks up, sees you approach. Hello again. Sorry to be uh, a bother this evening. No, it's all right. What can I do for you? Have you considered what we spoke about before, about giving yourself to the sea and allowing Dagon to wrap you in his watery embrace? He gives a little bit of a chuckle. Want <laughs> to be a sea leonin? I am I'm content with being a land leonin. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the thing that I forgot to do. I forgot to put the alert box in because we just got some bits from Geek Girl Lissa. Woo! Thank you for the bits, Geek. Just remember, should you change your mind, I will be around to facilitate your passing into the next uh, being phase of your shell's life. But for now, uh, my small companion, you may remember him from earlier, he wants his innards to breathe fire of Dragonborn from all orifices and wants a drink to facilitate that. Could you make something a lot stronger for him? And Belor takes a look back behind him to see his stock. I can definitely try, though I do not know if I will be able to, but I'll give it a try. And he just, big old grin. Trust your instincts. They will take you far. Alright, give me a couple minutes and I will bring it to your table shortly. I appreciate it. 
And so, with that, he puts the glass down and then starts getting to work to make Corvus's drink. I leave him a gold piece and uh, walk back to the table. <laughs> As what did he tell you this time? He said, you're going to get the special of your life. Enjoy it, for it will burn you out all the way through. Just like Mom used to make. Always. As you two are continuing your idle chit-chat, the camera kind of zooms back from the table and points towards the entrance of the tavern. Through the noise and the busyness of the tavern, the doors swing open, and we find two other lovely... Yeah, we'll call them gentlemen. Two lovely gentlemen come into this tavern, and that would be... Let me look at my notes. Darland and Tydak, you two enter the tavern. You guys take a look around, and Hugh and Corvus just sitting and having an idle chit-chat. And uh, Darland being the social butterfly that he is, goes ahead and sees an open seat and wanders on over and sits down, asks for uh, a pint, and engaging Hugh, talking about uh, just the gods and engaging him in just general conversation. Uh, He's a little bit better at this than I am with talking with strangers and everything. So sitting down and going over, talking about his his travels. Yeah, I just came, met my friend here on the road and I'm coming into town. I'm I'm trying to get over to this island off the coast. It's going to be a long trip, but I'm not quite certain how I'm going to get there just yet. More than likely, you will take a boat. That is how people get to islands around here. I'm not a very good swimmer myself. Yeah, see, Corvus, he's not a swimmer. I know that about him. He is more about what's up above him than what's below. And that is where you make your mistakes, but I am here to help whenever you come around to searching below yourself. The gods of the seas and the winds will certainly guide me and take me to where I need to be. Oh, do you need assistance in that respect? Someone to lead you into the heart of darkness? I'm always looking for a, a couple of friends to join and go about. I, I've met my friend Tydak here on the road, oh. and we just came into town. H- Hello, sir. Uh, your, your name is Tydek? Tydek, yes. Uh, interesting name, Tydek. Yeah, we're just looking for work right now. And he keeps talking about getting a ship and doing something, but I don't, I don't really pay attention to that. You're not a details person? You don't enjoy the small things in life. Like fish. Ooh. I like playing the small things. Your buddy over there looks like a nice little ball to pass. I would not say that very many times. You may not have your arms afterwards. I don't know. No. No. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, yes. JC sounds I'm underwater. Yeah, yeah, you're already underwater. Yeah, your mic yes. is like, it sounds like you're trying to talk underwater. I, I mean, guess it's my so we want when we're done with this thing I will go fix that I'll go get the headset okay cool okay so as the four of you continue your conversation Lord walks over alright let's see you got two ales for you two and he look, turns and looks at you Corvus kid I don't know exactly how you're gonna do this but here you go and gives you this newest concoction as you look at it you it start it, it's foamy at the top 
but as the foam starts to dissipate, that it is a very... <laughs> the liquid inside of this little mug is very... It's pitch black in color. <laughs> so, what you're telling me, Bellor, was it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm gonna... I can, I'll be able to... You think I can taste it? You, you think you did a good job this time? Doing a good job is up to interpretation. <laughs> Everyone's degrees of success very differently but if you don't taste anything after this kid i don't know what to tell you well forward on to done and he just slams it just all of it at once Intriguing. so <laughs> given the way that this was concocted belor had to had mixed a lot of things in there so unfortunately you still can't taste anything but with that amount of liquor Please give me a constitution check. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A check or a save? A save. My bad. <laughs> First roll of the uh, game, everybody. A con- what kind of save? Constitution. constitution. See oh. if you get drunk. <laughs> well, in- or I'm just lately. survive in general. Uh, I don't make it. I have a nine. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So, Corvus, after slamming down the mug and licking your lips a little bit, at first, you can't really taste anything. You can't taste anything at all. And you seem to be fine. And then a few moments pass, and your vision starts to give a kaleidoscope effect where things start to spin and get a little blurry. So as you're sitting there, you, my friend, are drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, you start having that feeling of, why is the floor coming up to say hi? And he's up on a high stool, too, so that's yep. even better. Are you telling me the floor is on my feet now? Did I grow <laughs> another five feet? What kind of magic potion did you give me? I grew, no but then or... everything else grew at the same time, so it is a, it, it is a net zero. <laughs> God, the world is shaping to my wills! <laughs> so, yeah, Belor looks at the rest of you guys and says, like, give it a couple hours, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> Hey guys, who, who? Why is there two human? There's two human. You're two human. Get it? Very nice. Very nice. Did I make a funny hue? You are always funny to me. Funny looking, huh? I did not say that that loud. I'm just emotional me? sometimes. Do you need a hug? Yes. Come. I would love a hug. Enjoy my embrace. And Corvus doesn't even take the time to get off his chair and go around. He's literally just going to kind of climb over the table. And, and what <laughs> Corvus realizes as soon as he gets within hugging range is that he's all of a sudden very wet. Doesn't know why. <laughs> oh, no. He could have told me, though, whether you didn't have to show me. I always like to show those I love. <laughs> Thanks, man. Better to hide <laughs> your tears in the wetness inside. Why? You... <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> As you two are having <laughs> this very lovely, intimate moment, Belor turns to you, Dar- Darlin. Are these two always like this? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just decided to sit down. It's quite a show that was. <laughs> I don't know these people. I don't want to touch them. <laughs> Belor just oh, very friendly. Add your salty yeah. tears to my inner workings. Belor kind of just... It's kind of like that nervous chuckle when someone says something off-kiltered and you don't know whether it's... I don't know if I should be afraid or... 
what? But it's... <sighs> Anyways, since if you four gentlemen need anything else, just holler at me from the bar. And as Belork... Boss J. Rage crit. It's like, he is the broken specs of this game. <laughs> oh, man. A moment of silence for the lost. Anyways, <laughs> as Belor begins to turn around... Oh, before I forget, and reaches into his pocket, here is the address of that kind of mission that you guys are on. The captain of the ship told me to give it to you guys when you showed up. So whenever you feel ready, just report to the docks. It's a big ship. It's practically the only one in here, so uh, you can't miss it. And Billorg walks back to the bar and begins uh, going back to his bartending duties. I'm going to lean into uh, Hugh and just be like, What's really funny? What? All ships are big to me. You are very right. You are very small. I'm not that small. My mother said I have long legs. Your mother is also very small. Yeah, she was. She drank too much coffee. Stunted growth. It's a shame, really. It's not the size of the package, but the fight in it that is worthwhile. My mother was a fighter. When I was three, she hit me over the head with a rolling pin because I didn't feed the yeast. It's always nice to know that our parents care so much to use physical violence to discipline us. Yeah, she really loved me. It seems like she did. And you are very much worthy of being loved. You're welcome. Stop oh. nibbling on me, please. Sorry. I know, in times of stress, you eat things that you probably shouldn't. Like that pigeon. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So... As the four of you continue to enjoy each other's company, we now have a drunk goblin, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> enjoy! And the camera kind of pans out, leaves the tavern, and swivels around, and it starts to head towards the dock. The camera pans to this, giant, to this sh large ship that's stationed at the docks. It doesn't look anything out of the ordinary, Except when you get a closer look at it, that on the sails of said ship are the crest of Lord Dagalt Neverember. So this is a royal vessel. And as the camera continues to pan around the ship, it focuses on a female figure. A very tall human woman with blonde hair, a typical black captain's hat and red vestments so typical like royal like captain's attire i'm actually going to put a picture in the note section so you guys can get visual as well don't mind if i do <laughs> i try uh, so very nice. this female figure is just standing where the wheel of the ship is at overlooking the entirety of the deck and as she is Taking final glances of everything, she happens to spot two individuals who are on and about getting things together on said ship, and she begins walking over to them. Once she reaches her destination, she looks at these two individuals. Is everything almost ready to go? And as the camera kind of pans back away from her, we get two of these said figures into more focus. 
So, Cold and Endymion, these are you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, Captain. We should be going, Cher. You need anything else done? The Captain kind of looks at you two, smiles, and said, No, as long as preparations are good to go, we will be departing shortly as soon as the rest of the adventurers who took on this mission get here. You want us to go fetch them, uh, yeah, Captain? You bringing on more crew? If I'm being quite frank, I think with the ten crewmen that we have, plus the three officers, I think we could have been fine, but I'm not going to be opposed to more help. And to answer your question, Colt, if you two would like to go retrieve our adventurers, I would much appreciate it. We, oui, mon captain, I will go and fetch them right away. Uh, Excellent. If, if you don't mind me asking, Captain, what's, what's the new job? It's a request of King Red Axe in the Gunderland Islands. There's some sort of disturbance, and he asked Lord Neverember for some adventurers to go out and just to check it out a little bit. Normally, he, w King Red Axe, would have his own men do it, but given the state of these affairs of the Sword Coast, all the nations have their warriors spread thin, so now we had to outsource to adventurers to help us with these jobs. Well then, Captain, I'm gonna get us those adventurers. Excellent. And do make haste, we are leaving shortly. <laughs> we, Captain, I'll be back. Alright, so, Kilt, really quick, go ahead and describe your character for us, please. <laughs> okay, so Balder. Skull Balder is a, a Valdokan. It's pale blue, he's bald, got little web ears. I'm pressing wrong buttons. He's got, as I said, webbed ears. Down one side of his face, he has this silver looking scar. It's actually a birthmark of his. And he's predominantly sounding Cajun because he's from a southern area. He hates being warm, so that's why he's where he's at, just trying to get as far north as possible. And in the chat, Chef Chops says, I'm Cajun and I'm over here taking notes. You're good. Love it. And Will, describe your character for us, please. Uh, right, Endymion is, uh, he's built like a fucking lighthouse kid. He's like six foot six, dark hair, uh, full beard. Uh, he's got pale skin. There's a lot of people that ask him if he's feeling okay, because his skin's really pale. It's, uh, there's a lot of people that think he might be sick. Maybe he's got the scurvy or something like that. But uh, no, he's perfectly fine, perfectly hale and healthy. Big dude. You, you, this is a guy you want on a ship with you. A uh, couple, couple of scars on his face. He's always a little uh, he's a little evasive about it. It's, uh, it's not something he likes to talk about too much. And his eyes are green. It's these, and it's, but it's a weird shade of green. It's not like typical green eyes. It's like almost... It's kind of like spooky green. There's no other way to describe it, really. Excellent. All right. So with the two of you uh, leaving the ship, you guys head towards into town. Neverwinter is a pretty decently sized city, but since both of you are constantly in and out of the ports, you have a good idea as to where you would find the adventurers, one of the only taverns that are near the actual harbor. And that would be 
the Salt Lick, which is currently where our four other adventurers are there. So, as you two make your way, you've been to the Neverwinter ports before, at least within the last month or so for both of you. And as you guys are walking, you're just taking in the sights and the sounds of the docks with different size ships, the hustle and bustle of sailors and merchants selling their wares and goods and things like that. And just taking in the scenery of the busyness of life here in the ports. A couple of minutes later, you guys arrive at the outside of the Salt Lake. He's uh, where the captain said the uh, those adventurers should be. They signed the charter, then we gotta get them now. Captain's looking the show. All right, let's get on. Later. Let's get on here and uh, get them on down to we the have, dock. Did you get names? Do we know who we do we know who we're looking for? The captain gave me a list of names. She actually did one better. She did give you a list of names, and she gave you verbal descriptions of what they look like, but no sketches. Gotcha. Yeah, oh yeah, I got everything right here. It's all good. Let's get on in here. And we walk in the door. All right, so you both enter. As you guys enter the Salt Lake, you see all the different patrons minding their business, some chatting, some drinking, some singing sea shanties. As you scan the room, in one particular table towards the back near the bar, four lively individuals at a table talking amongst themselves. I look down back at, my, at the list and I look up. Hugh! Hugh share! Come on now, we got work to do. Cole, I am very sorry. I, I did not realize we were on a schedule. I was trying to enjoy my time here. I, I do apologize. I will not keep you waiting. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone, this is a cold, my friend. He is a friend of mine. We, we, we work together. Oh, he's a good little guy. Okay, it's a good thing you found all these crew, because uh, Captain wants them on board. Double quick. Does Corvus try to introduce himself to me, at, even though even after being directed towards Hugh? Or towards yes. a cold? Oh, <laughs> or more like a... Okay. <laughs> Did you get this one drunk again? I did nothing of the sort. He did it himself. I'm just here to make sure he doesn't hurt himself again. It was the damn cat. He got me drunk. He said I would taste it. I drank it. And just like last time, I'm just drunk. And can you take the we got him? Take him back there. Obviously, I think you'll walk on your own. Hugh, what did I tell you about getting the new hires drunk this? I just wanted to make sure they were the type of people we would enjoy having on the floating vessel. Making sure that we well, could spend time with them very well. I, I, I know, Cher, but I told you, if you're going to do it, wait for me. I want to be there, too. Oh, no, we have now our own private times to do that, don't, don't we? Let's get going. It's hot in here, and I don't feel like being any hotter. We got to get Dylan, on board. Cat monsters on niggas out. Darren, you were saying we needed to get on the boat and go to this place. I, I think we are ready to go if you want to bring your friend with you. Oh, why, thank you for the invitation. We will certainly make ourselves useful to the crew. <laughs> and uh, Hugh, Hugh just looks at Endymion and there's acknowledgement, but there's no, no words shared. Just What was the captain's name again? So it is Captain Graysail. <laughs> so that is the captain of the ship. 
All right, Captain Grayscale will have have your orders as soon as you get on board. And the man, you got a little, little shrimp right there? Yeah, I got him. Yeah, and, be I'm, on. and I'm gonna hoist the, the goblin just up over my shoulder and... Hey, be careful, he is emotionally vulnerable right now. He may not be completely there. I'll tell and... you about doing that sticky stuff, man. I'm also wet? Because yes. you is wet? Yes. All people have to stay moist at all times. You cannot dry out in this heat. It's just so in- in- embarrassingly hard. My skin is so supple. I enjoy <laughs> hugging you. Do you, do you say that in character? Yes, I do. so supple. Yeah, yeah, it's a, work, it's a work of art, kid. Shall we then to the boat? Why the hell did the captain hire you? I don't even know. But yeah, let's get on down the boat and get on sailing now. It's too damn hot, as you say it. Ah, very much. <laughs> Excellent. So, as you guys make your way down to the docks, I missed this completely, and this is my fault. Mike, do you want to describe Darlin for us? Oh, yeah, okay. So, a four, four, four foot, three inch, uh, Dwarven male with dark hair, a little uh, peppy and uh, sociable, just wearing kind of scale mail and carrying his ornate shield with him and his his sack full of just various religious texts and study that he goes around and gathers and just a kind of a little more sociable than you would expect a dwarf to be. As we stand up, Hugh surreptitiously tries to, like, secret uh, a pamphlet about Dagon into his pack. I'd <laughs> like to say that he just kind of, like, sees it and is super excited about it. <laughs> I love it. What are, you, what are you giving me here? Want to share? He might uh, try and trick you into different things. Oh, you, you hurt me. You wound me very deeply with that, and I appreciate the wounding. It's, it makes me feel again. I, I'm just trying to make sure he understands there are options from where you come from. And I do apologize. All of my paper is also wet. I may have gotten oh, things that, in your pack wet. Oh my gosh. This is very good for books, generally, but... Okay, my I know books are all easy to read. Very easy to read. We'll have to talk more about and he just kind of flops through the soggy paper and you've got it you've got it don't worry he is known by many names but we will speak later I know we are late to get to our birth aren't we cold I I will come with you did you just say we are late to get to our birth yes our birth birth. where our ship is the the ship is in a birth yes your language has so many deviations and, and permutations. I thought that I had it done, but apparently I'm, I'm just making up words as I go. Oh, uh, yeah, getting your good shit. You were right. Birth is right. We got plenty of those on board. Let's get on down. That way you can get yourself a good one. Yes, I need to be in the bottom of the ship again so I can be nice and cold. It's pretty wonderful. All right. Don't worry about you, Shay. I really do. <laughs> oh, this is lovely. So as you guys continue your way on, last but not least, Jace, can you give us a description of what Tidak looks like? Tidak is a seafoam green-colored dragonborn. He's got one emerald horn, and one is broken. The other one is broken. He's got scars from battle. His leathers, his leather armor is scarred, and he carries... He, he treasures a large glaive that he was given to him from his former master. 
Nice. Alright, so as you guys continue... <laughs> no! Is everyone just taking a turn dying? Uh, Maybe. No. It's not me for once. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Oh, poor Will knows all about my tech problems. <laughs> it wasn't me, I promise. I think we all know about your tech problems, my dude. Okay, so that I wasn't mean, just me then. No. <laughs> You're good. Alright, so... Where was I? Oh, yes. So after a couple more moments, you guys arrive at the ship. Obviously, Cold and Indivian, you guys are used to it. But for the four of you, as you guys... Actually, three of you are soberly looking at this. One goblin is still being carried by our lighthouse. <laughs> by our tower. You guys take in the sight of this giant ship. Completely with the emblem of Lord Neverember on the sails and just decorated in ornates on all over the place. Alright, Cher, let's get on board. Andy, just drop him somewhere in the hold wherever he can sober up nice and comfy. Alright, I'm just gonna chuck him into a hammock. That works for my... I remember one time I got drunk. I tried to fight uh, a boar uh, half naked. It was uh, an experience. That's it's when like I met you. Was that sentence in character or? Yeah. <laughs> Did I like make a like thing? This is out of character for me. Make <laughs> a thing of out of saying out of character. <laughs> I haven't said out of character yet. Out of character. Explains the the bite out of your ear. Yeah, and the scar too. He's gonna like fiddle with it a little bit. Well, do some of that. I'm gonna wander back to the cat and give her give her the heads up that the uh, crew's on board. All right. So you or the first go. mate, whoever run across first. Let's see. <laughs> All right. So cold as you're making your way through the deck, you do run into Captain Graysell. She is giving orders to the rest of the crewmen to, who are making final preparations. Notices you there and says, "Ah, cold." That definitely was expeditious, wasn't it? Yeah, I tried to do my best, Captain. As always. And she looks behind you, called, and sees the rest of you guys and says, Excellent. Well, we will leave shortly. I just gotta make sure that the crewmen and our officers are ready to go, and then we will set sail and make some introductions. What's the So... You guys are currently on the Voyager. So, this is the primary ship of Lord Neverember. And the one that he uses mostly when he does his business, obviously because he's dealing with everything that's been going on the Sword Coast. He's currently not on board, nor will he be joining you guys. But he has lent his sh ship to the cause for going to Gunderland. One more time, what was the name of the ship? The Voyager. Thank you. No worries. No, no Captain Janeway. But I was going to say, if our first mate is not named Chakotay, I'm going to be upset. Changing <laughs> notes now. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm going to let that one out. It's, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> if for some ungodly reason... You know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to leave this for later. Never mind. I'm going to leave this for later. I was going to say... Don't... And that's okay. Uh, like, in hindsight, Chakotay was a less-than-sensitive representation of indigenous people. So, 
We're mm-hmm. okay with that. It not being Chakotay. <laughs> it's Harry. It's Harry Kim, yeah. <laughs> I met him, actually. He's really cool people. <laughs> an open show. No, it's Tom Paris as a salamander. Hey, he's a father now if he's a salamander, so you gotta leave him alone. <laughs> hey, he's a father now if he's a salamander, so you gotta leave him alone. <laughs> I love it. So, Captain Graysell looks at you, Colt. If you wouldn't mind, just make sure that our guests don't get into too much trouble. I got him. Right. I always can count on you, Colt. And then she goes back, walking about, making sure everything's ready to go. <laughs> Alright, y'all up. Listen up now, Shaq. You heard, Captain. Don't make trouble for her. Or kick you off the belt myself. Especially you, little one. Am I the little one? The shortest <laughs> one here. Uh, and he's gonna sit up. He's gonna sit up in his hammock. He's like, that one's short, and he's gonna point to the dwarf. I said shortest. I'll have. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm not short, huh? Okay. And he's gonna. <laughs> I, I am large. I contain multitudes. <laughs> I am unstoppable. <laughs> and then goblin, I say directly to you. Just lay down and go to sleep. You'll be better for it. I just want to reach out with with a clawed finger and just poke him, just to see if he falls over. He's in, in a hammock. hammock. I'm in a hammock. He's waving back and forth. You poke him, but uh, since he's in a hammock, he starts rocking back and forth. Oh, rough waves, rough seas. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love the shenanigans. It's great. Yeah, we haven't left the port yet. Who's giving birth? No one's uh, giving birth, sir. It's just a term for your bone. Now go back um, to sleep. He just rolls back over again, kind of mad. One foot's out because it's too hot in the blanket. One foot, so it keeps cold. I just, I, I slapped towards him. Andy, Andy, Andy. What? I bet you, I bet you two silver, he falls out. I'm not taking my bet. Come on. He's absolutely going to fall out. Fun. Okay, fine. I bet you he falls out an hour before after we leave. You think it's going to take a whole hour? At the very least. I'd slap two silver into your hand. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. All right, hold up. Let me write this down for later. <laughs> bet. And it's one hour, you said? If he falls out before one hour, I get the I win the bet. Gotcha. You're betting less than an hour. Oh, oh shit. Better. No, you know what? I cannot make that bet, actually. Uh, because I took the Haunted One background, which is the only background in the entire game that does not start you with any money. Oh, that's right. I have no money with which to and You, haven't, you haven't gotten paid yet. You haven't gotten Bruh. paid yet. But right now... Okay, well, yeah. oh, Wait, when Quartermaster dishes out our urns, we'll deal with the with the bet then. I forgot you ha- you don't get nothing for haunted one yep. as far you as get, monetary. You get the juiciest backstory options and nobody. In the words of my people's middle schoolers, you is a broke bitch. <laughs> and if you say that to my face, you will also be broken. Bitch. You also yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that was more in in character for Endymion, because barbarians, it's what they do. I like to rage. <laughs> Oh, not to rage. I'm not raging yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll get there eventually. Not yet. <laughs> All right. 
So, after, I'll say like 10-15 minutes, Captain Graycell comes back on top where the steering wheel is, and she, in a pretty commanding voice, yells out, Set the sails! Venture forth! And as she says that, you guys notice the rest of the crew running around, untying ropes, opening the sails, lifting anchor, typical stuff you would see of a massive ship taking off of port. And shortly after that, with all the preparation complete, you guys begin slowly leaving the docks of Neverwinter and begin heading towards the open sea. (laughs) So how long does it take uh, Corvus to fall out of the hammer? Hold on, let me see. You know what? I'm going to say... Hang on, let me roll this dice real quick. Okay. So about half an hour after leaving port, Corvus, please make me an athletics check. Disadvantage, because he's still drunk. (laughs) Can I substitute that for acrobatics? Or is it just a... I will let you do acrobatics, but it will still be a disadvantage because you is still plastered. <laughs> that works with me. All right. Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Shit, I'll have eight beers. Uh, all right. The first one was, I think that's 12. And the second one is 15. So it'd be 12. <laughs> and you said acrobatics. Correct. So that's 15. Damn, you just met the DC. <laughs> I'm nimble when asleep. So, Cold and Endymion, you guys are monitoring Corvus in the uh, hammock, kind of watching to see how long it takes before he falls out. You notice him continuing to sway, and there are moments where it looks like he's going to fall off, but for whatever reason, he seems to catch himself before falling out of the hammock. And after short-term moments, he goes back to resting and, and being relaxed in the hammock. And eventually, more time passes, and Corvus is still a- is able to remain in the hammock past an hour. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Sorry. I would say that my character's not very good and never been on, like, boats. So for him, as, he hit, as we hit rough waves, he's just, like, trying to get his footing. I don't like this. Can we hit land yet? Hugh's gonna come up to you as you're like like going back and forth. I'm gonna walk up and just, you know, first time on the on the sea floating. Yeah. It's it. Hold it back. You don't want to let go of it all at once. It's, it makes a mess. And if you would like to know, the safest way to make sure you won't have these attacks is, don't look at the waves. Don't look at the ocean itself. Focus on a point on the horizon that doesn't move, and just keep your eyes there. At all times, do not lose it. Don't, don't listen and look at the. Don't look Everything. at the deck. The deck will make you puke. Everything's blue out there. Why would you want me to look at something that's all constantly the same color? Because it's calming. It is the life force we all are from. It allows you to breathe easier. Perfect. No. Don't like boats. Don't like boats. I don't know boat animal. <laughs> Somebody spike his milk. Bet it was you there, sir. Oh, no, I, I did not spike anything. I, I don't want to have people clean up internal fluids. That's just wrong. Speaking oh, of which, oh. and I turned to Cold and in Vidalk and I said to him, 
When are you going to give up a life like this and finally come back to the fold? We need you to make sure that what we need to have happen happens. I respond back in the wall, Delkin. You know for a fact that fold is too damn hot. You guys decided to put it out in the middle of the swamp, and it's hot, and I don't. I just worry about you. You've been up here too long. You've been away. Then you keep worrying. Y'all know I prefer to be cold, and that's why I want to stay. I'll make sure you do. I wonder about you sometimes. I worry about you, so I guess we're always thinking of each other. I got nothing. I'm going to go on and see if the yeah. captain needs anything. Walk away, as you usually do. Walk away from me. We'll be back. Damn. <laughs> Is mom and dad fighting? I love how that's all you hear from him from his drunk stupor, just... Mom and dad fight. <laughs> Are you going to turn to the Deadpool this campaign and just like fourth, break the fourth wall and everything we have going on? Probably. If oh. I'm allowed to, why not? <laughs> when has that stopped you before? <laughs> it's not a bad thing. <laughs> oh boy. As you guys are as you guys are either enjoying your sail or cleaning up your vomit or sleeping off a drunken stupor, Captain Graysell comes to the deck and walks towards you guys and begins to talk to you guys. Outside of Calden and Dimian, for the rest of you guys, let me introduce myself. My name is Captain Adelaide Graysell, and I will be the captain who will be commandeering the Voyager for our journey to Gunderland. I am pretty laid back, and as long as you work and do as you are told, this voyage will be easy. But get on my bad side, and you will have to deal with the consequences. And trust me, I am fair, but I do believe that punishment is needed when you are out of line. And so, as she looks over the group, I will be honest, this is quite the eclectic group. I was not expecting such... How do I put this? Unique individuals. I don't know what you mean by that. And <laughs> as you guys look at her when she says unique, for a brief moment, you can sense a kind of, you can, as stoic as she's trying to be, you can sense a hint of worry behind it in terms of she's just, oh god, this is who I got. All right, we'll make it work somehow, vibe. Is it safe to assume that I am uh, hungover and awake by now? Make me another constitution save. <laughs> okay. Alright, alright, wise guy. Huh. That's a fat... That's a whole... Hear me now. Seven. Yeah, nope. no. No. I'm, I'm asleep still? You're still drunkenly sleeping, yes. <laughs> out colder than um, someone who fought Mike Tyson? You're out colder oh. than the first name of our sorcerer. Ooh. Oh. No. <laughs> Punt count number one. I'm going to keep a punt count. <laughs> Bam, there we go. And, and uh, deduct it from our XP at the end of the session. Jeez. No. <laughs> this is, I did not agree to that. <laughs> I definitely did not agree to that. And don't worry. <laughs> I won't do that. Is, are yeah. we already at a negative one every time just for my name? <laughs> this is true. No, I won't do that to you guys. I but knew what I was chill about it. Ooh. 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 Don't push it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Captain, if I may ask, uh, is there a preferred way for us to not be in your way or to assist you in making the voyage as, as peaceful as possible? I, I would not. I would hate to have any type of rage on board. Captain, are you still wearing your disguise, you? <laughs> I am. Um, it's flapping in the wind a little bit because it's not completely <laughs> like skin tight. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Captain Graysell kind of looks at you, Hugh, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like raises an eyebrow a little bit. And then, well, since you are asking, I am glad that you mentioned making this journey a little easier. I am a firm believer that all on my ship, both crew and passengers, should pull their weight around here to make the voyage much easier for you six in particular you will be working with my officers on the ship helping with everyday traveling things the trip to Gunderland will be a couple of days and so we're gonna get to know each other a lot better over the next few days in fact let me you say oh god two days to be specific crap Yes, my dragonborn friend. I'm sure it said the trip would be days in the little message board when you accepted said adventure. <laughs> I, I, I don't read much. That's what his job is for. Captain, I think this one might have to stay below for a while until they develop their sea legs. I have to agree with you on that one, Cold. In fact, I think I have the perfect job for him. But let me introduce my officers to you. And as Captain Graysell kind of turns behind her and nudges her head like in a Khmer direction, three individuals approaching you guys on the deck. So once again, let me pull up images for you guys. It's going to be fun. All right. So you see three individuals approaching you guys on the deck. So the first individual that you see is... A very gruff-looking man. The only thing that, as far as clothing-wise, is going, he's only wearing essentially, like, tattered shorts, things like that. Lots of runic markings on his arms and chest. Big old silver and gray grizzled beard. The individual next to him is a half-elf with some very piercing yellow eyes and playing with a little bit of... playing with a dagger, using the sharp end to pick at his nails to like picking dirt out of it and then the final individual is a female human kind of dressed in this ornate kind of orange priest's robe with some markings on her face and arms as well and captain graysail looks at these three and then looks back to you six for the next couple of days, you will be under the care of my three officers. The grizzled-looking man that you see in front of you is Stor, and he is mostly my right hand. He helps me run the day-to-day -day on the deck with sails, making sure everything is tip-top shape on the deck, things of that matter. Then the gentleman next to him, playing with the dagger, and just looks at him, shakes her head. This is Quar, or Q for short. He is my navigator. Though we may not agree on a lot of things, I can attest to his skills as navigator. So he is in charge of leading us to where we need to go. And as much as I hate to say it, because he never lets me live it down, he's excellent in what he does. 
And Q just looks at Captain Graysell, smirks, and then goes back to picking his nails with the dagger. And then finally, the lovely lady in this very ornate orange rope, this is, excuse me, this is Chandri, and she is our, how do I put this? She is like our priestess on the ship. While she may not have the physical prowess or skill as the other two do, she's in charge of keeping morale high. And so she mostly deals with everything below deck, making sure that not only supplies are taken care of, but also making sure that the morale of our crew is high. And of course, she also happens to be our doctor as well. So she's feeling more. She's filling a lot of roles here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh boy. And so, so did you say that store is like the second command, pretty much? Yes. Yeah, so store. store yes, yeah, so the store is the first mate. So the grizzled-looking gentleman with the silver gray beard and then the runes all over his torso and arms. And then Q, the half elf, is navigator. And then our lovely lady is our doctor, and she is in charge of making sure supplies are also up-to-date and safe and things like that. So she works mostly below deck. She's a quartermaster. Yes, quartermaster. So you got... Indeed, that's where you're getting paid from. <laughs> yep. So Captain Grace Sale looks at you guys. Now, after consulting with my officers, each of you guys will be assigned to one of them and given certain responsibilities from there. So here's how it's going to go. Endymion and Cold, since you guys are my most experienced out of the six, I'm going to let you work on deck with Storr, so you are under his command for the next few days, making sure everything is tip-top shape up here. Understood? I got Excellent. Corvus and Tydak, you guys will be working with Q, the navigator. I specifically picked... Q for you, Tydak, as you won't have to be on deck as much. You will be working mostly with him in his study, charting courses and making sure everything is right for navigation. That, that, that's great. Yep. Which means by process of elimination, Hugh and Darlin, you guys will be working below deck and you guys obviously will be working with Chandri, making sure that supplies are okay and also, being a, making sure morale is high as this voyage continues. I hope that is okay. I cannot speak for Darlin. I can only say for myself, I am looking forward to exchanging ideas and other things with Chandri at any time. Wonderful. I can't wait to talk, Sean. <laughs> it, it will be a good conversation. I do know that with you, Darlin. We are two peas from the same sea pod. We are, we are two intestines from the same sea cucumber. We are two egg sacs from the same reef shock. Are <laughs> keeping up on these puns that we're supposed to be having? It's, it's checks. That's all. <laughs> oh, these are not puns. These are similes. I am just making small talk with the wonderful <laughs> uh, cleric over here. Oh, my gosh. Embrace the moist, my friend. Embrace it. Oh. <laughs> this this moment's only better because I have Ocean Man playing in the background now. Man. Alrighty. So Captain Graysail kind of looks over to you guys. Now, as I mentioned before, 
the trip will be a few days. But as long as you guys are pulling your weight and listen to my officers, things should go smoothly. I do have to warn you, though, things might get a little dicey. I don't necessarily think we're in quite trouble just yet. But as you have heard, there have been an increase in pirate attacks, not just on the island nations and cities, but a lot of sea vessels are being plundered by said pirates. So while I cannot say for certain that it will happen, but be prepared just in case we run into these nefarious parties, if you will. Now, other than that, I must continue my business. And Captain Graysell looks at her officers. My officers, if you would please lead our teams to the respective locations and you may begin training them in what needs to be done. Should you, my friends, have any questions for me, feel free to come by my captain's quarters and I will be happy to engage in conversation with you. But until then, I will bid you adieu. And Captain Graysell kind of nods and then she walks back below deck. <laughs> and as she leaves, the officers take you guys to your respective um, places. So, Cold and Endymion, you guys are with Store on the deck. You guys are kind of... he. You guys have experience, but he is giving you some pointers about certain things. And the same could be said. Tydeck and Corvish, you guys are in Q's study, and he's going over basic navigation terminology with you guys and what he does. And then, same thing that Chandri is doing with you, Q. And Darlin, she's walking you through where the supplies are kept, what she does, and then she also... You guys talk shop about the various deities that you worship, exchange information, come up with the game plan of different ways that you can keep morale high amongst the crew. Don't look at me like that, John. <laughs> it is a very interesting conversation we are having indeed. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. So a couple days pass, you guys are getting the hang... No, we're not there. Shh. We're not there yet. Are we there yet? Don't make me turn the ship around. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> By the way, since it is a couple of days, Corvus, you are no longer drunk, but you really do have an... The first day or two after coming out of your drunken stupor, you did have a nasty hangover. But you're doing okay now, but you drank so much liquor, and with the tiny body that you have, you're still feeling the effects just a tad bit. Someone turn down the sun, please. <laughs> so, as the next few days pass, you guys are doing your duties. And eventually, you guys find a bit of free time where you guys are back on the deck enjoying your time. So, quick question for all the players. What is your passive perception? That's an awesome question. Oh, my ability to see without 15. 13. 16. 12. 14. Damn, y'all have some great perception. Mm -hmm. We're just hoping you're probably going to attack us with something, so we probably should see it coming. I can see clearly now, because the rain's gone. God damn it. Can you see all <laughs> obstacles in your way? Obstacles in our way? Wait, you, Kills, you and I are going to stop talking at the same time. No, we're going to do it all the time. All right. So for those of you who have a passive perception above a 13, as you guys are out on the deck enjoying whatever free activity you have 
in the distance, cutting through the waves, you see a sleek ship with a red painted hull. So the entire hull is red. It quickly, as it gets closer, it quickly becomes clear to you guys that this said vessel is on an interception course with the Voyager. So as you guys are sailing, you notice that it's coming towards you with fervor. As it gets closer, you notice at the top of one of the sails that all the sails are painted in some sort of gray and red motif. And at the very top of the largest sail is a black flag sporting a kind of triangular symbol that's flying on top of the mast. So it's a black flag with the little triangular symbol on the middle of it. Do I recognize this symbol? Make me a religion check. Any of us make this religion check to kind of take a look. Yes. If you want to make a religion check, you guys can do... Can I point it out? That too. That's a 16 for me. It's a 16 for Will. Anyone else doing the check? I rolled an 18. Damn. (laughs) Fat. Can I point out how weird it is that religion is an intelligence space? It's about how much you know about a religion. Yeah. The way I look at intelligence versus wisdom, and this is just me, intelligence is more of book smarts and learned knowledge, whereas wisdom is more like street smarts and applied knowledge. You take your intelligence and you apply it to a situation, therefore wisdom is being able to imply the knowledge into practical application. What are we rolling for? Sorry. Religion. religion. Thank you. I was being talking to Corvus is now 16. Oh, let me know. All right, so Corvus, are you rolling too, or are you just pointing no, it out? No, I was just pointing the ship out and being like, our ship's <laughs> supposed to do that? Sure, <laughs> I know I'm not from the coast, but I know ships aren't supposed to do that. Okay, so for those of you who rolled, pretty much you all succeeded. Anything above a 10 was what I was looking for. So, through your combined knowledge, there's a couple of things that you notice about the particular ship, as well as the flag. As far as the actual vessel go, especially for you to have been out on sea a lot, this is a ship that is most commonly known as the Devil's Fin. So the Devil's Fin, <laughs> the Devil's Fin is commanded by one Captain Callus, a notorious pirate <laughs> who is roaming <laughs> the Sea of Swords, all doing all kinds of piratey things. You also know that Captain Callus happens to be a tiefling. Oh, he's a horny bastard. And because of this ship, that Captain Callus runs a pretty large crew, so there's a bunch of people on it. Now, as far as the flag goes, you notice that this particular triangular symbol on the black flag is a symbol of one demon known as Asmodeus. Oh, he's such a less—he's such a lesser demon. There's so many better demons to deal with. You know one just... Captain! What is it, Endymion? As she's, like, at the wheel. Pirate vessel on an interception course. Pirate vessel. And she looks out in the distance. Great. And she looks at the vessel. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but... Please tell me that's not the devil's fin that I am looking at. I got... It is. Alright, I won't tell you. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't, but... Alright. Okay. This means that the limbo competition we were about to have is going to be cancelled. 
Unfortunately. And I was yeah, going to hold the bar this time. I know. <laughs> we were right in the middle of a round robin tournament. We were going to get very good on the second day, but apparently it's not going to happen. I'm so Chandri, I'm so sorry that we planned this so well. We got we got to tell our, our bard, Jimmy Buffett, to stand down with the yeah. with, with the tunes. We hey, can't be in Margaritaville in the middle of the Devil's Fin. It's like, Thicket's not here. <laughs> Just randomly a furball pops out. Did you call for me? No. Okay. <laughs> I still can't hear the name uh, of Jimmy Buffett without thinking of that sound clip. Like, I have Spotify open. You want me to blast you? Want me to put you on a blast? Nautical Wheelers by Jimmy Buffett. Jolly Monsing by Jimmy Buffett. When Salome Plays the Drums by James Buffett. This stream is brought to you by all the Buffets. <laughs> and all, it's an all-you-can-eat Buffet. Oh. oh <laughs> there it is. F, you get an F. <laughs> that was really well plated. I'm glad you could spoon that out for us. <laughs> I definitely need you to steam table that toot sweet. Gosh, dang it, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm up for seconds. You go for seconds. Uh, I, I believe that pun counter needs to start clicking. <laughs> don't worry, I'm keeping track. <laughs> so, I swear, whenever whenever we're on here, I, I have to get this for you one day, Will. It's just send you a mini Steam Deck, just so you have a button you can press, so that it just, on the screen, on the overlay, just tick, tick. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, Captain Graysell kind of thinks for a moment, and then turns to you guys. We will continue to chart a course... But be prepared for impact at any moment. So she continues to sail course. Oh, that's not good for you, but a lot of fun for me. <laughs> As you guys continue to sail course towards Gunderland, the Devil's Fin continues to get closer and closer till eventually <laughs> it's within about 100 feet of your guys kind of like trailing on the side. As the Devil's Fin is getting closer to the Voyager, that the prow of the Devil's Fin is decked out in a very vicious-looking iron ram. So, <laughs> that's made to spear into ships. Mm -hmm. As the blade of this thing continues to slice through the water, you notice that at the helm is a gray tiefling, obviously Captain Callus, and a nasty-looking orc standing right next to him. And you notice that one of his hands is missing, but is replaced with a giant kind of... Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay. It's like the spiked ball on the ball and chain Morning kind of star. thing, so... Yep. So it's a mace. <laughs> I love how we all said different things, but we all know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, so one hand's missing, but he has that. This orc has that. And as like you guys... It are taking in the sight. Captain Callus with his rapier just does a forward motion and the ship comes careening oh, and oh. rams. <laughs> no, go, right before go it ahead. does that, as I see over the side, it's within five feet of us if I can. Or am I too, not, I'm not close enough to the water. How far are we up from the water? You guys are on the deck, so I would say you're close enough. The ocean is about six, seven. We're about, no, he's about 10 to 15 feet from the deck. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I am within a thing. I'm going to cast shape water as quick as I can to create a divot in the water, like a nice trough, just enough to pull the, the thing just a little bit out of the side so it just misses ramming into us. Like, I'm the going ship's to not going to go off kilter, but... Because I also have shape water. I can definitely <laughs> help. All right, so you two are going to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. What are we doing? Casting shape water. It's a it's a <laughs> it's instantaneous thing. Yeah, it's an action five foot cube, and we shape the water however we want it. So, we we both cast that together and create this giant trough to throw the front of the boat the boat off kilter enough that it misses our boat, doesn't damage it. Very nice. At the oh, point, I'm, I'm it does draw my line. Go. Yeah, yeah. So it's like oh. so if it does that, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> it does one of these. It goes. Oh, Corvus, you were about to say something. Oh, I was just gonna draw my longbow. Just, ah. just ready. Got. It. I ain't laughing. Yeah. I'm gonna. So let me ask real quick, especially given the uh, the history that we have discussed. Do I hear anything at the moment? Let me double check. Hang on. I have my notes here. So, as the rest of you are either throwing up, preparing your weapons, or casting spells, Endymion, as you're looking out onto the site, like in a very tropey way, time starts to slow down for you just a tiny little bit. And Mm -hmm. as you are looking at the Devil's Fin, you start to hear a smeltering of voices calling out to you in the back of your head saying various different things is just bring us home save us and repeating those phrases in the back of your mind okay all right i shake it off as best i can and grab my axe and just wait for it (laughs) to have my axe they do (laughs) in fact have my axe all righty in which way what's that in which way they have your axe they have my axe body spray. I would like it back. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. I smell like disappointment and broken dreams. You saved my axe. We. Axe... Oh wait, axe body spray isn't going to sp- uh, sponsor us now. Oh Jesus. Oh no. That's okay. I'm on the old spice. I guess you can say that was an accident. My subway. No. <laughs> oh boy. Guys. That's all right. Let's talk. I won't give them any access to this channel. Oh, jeez. Where was I? Oh, yes, now I remember before (laughs) the accident. And that was his only exception. He's going to start giving us a great tax. We're having fun, you guys. (laughs) I have blade away from the puns for now, so you can get to the point. I can't (laughs) handle it when we go that far down that road, though. (laughs) All right. Just have to take the shaft. Do we have to? Yes. Anti-hoos! <laughs> Where was I? Alright, so Hugh and Colt, you guys managed to push the devil's fin is like, and use shape water. You see Captain Callus at the helm kind of loses balance a little bit. As you guys continue to look at him, he steadies himself, looks up, and just grins, and at the top of his lungs say, Oh, this is gonna be a lot of fun! <laughs> Boys! Fire the harpoons! <laughs> and as he says that, you see pillows of smoke just shoot out from the side of the devil's fin, kind of hooking themselves onto the side of the ship. And as they secure themselves into the side of the ship, you see a bunch of the crew just hop onto said ropes and begin boarding the ship. I try to cut I- one of them with my scimitar. <laughs> Could I also start shooting people on the ropes? That's going to be the case. Corvus, I'm going to have you wait. Hugh, 
I will say that there's enough time to at least cut one of these ropes if you are able to. Just make an attack roll? Yep. Does a 23 hit? The answer to that question, I yes. Do, I do. Come on, max damage. That is seven points of damage. All right. Fair enough. It's rope, for goodness sake. <laughs> so, yeah. So, as you see the crew kind of boarding, Hugh, in a kind of your quick thinking, you just... And one of those ropes is gone with the few crew members dropping below Ocean. Let's try to make sure they can't get aboard, shall we, please? <laughs> All right. And with that being said, I need everyone to roll for initiative. <laughs> 13. All right, hang on. Let me get natural campaign. Oh, natural 20. First one of the campaign. All right, I got Okay. I got sparkly dice. All right, so let's me see. Too. Corbett got a 20. Divian, you got 20. All right, Cold, what did you get? Oh, I said 12, sorry. Uh, okay, just making sure because I got to get initiatives in. You're fine. All right, Darlin, what did you roll oh. for initiative? 21. Y'all are doing great. Q? 18. Alrighty. And then Tidak? 13. Okay. Wow, you're doing a lot better than I am. Alright, so let me just roll for these guys real quick. Alrighty. Alright, so that's Callus. And that is the crew. Alrighty. Alright. So, let us begin, shall we? Mm. All right. Did, did you get my initiative? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> you got 21, All right. 21, right? 21. Yeah. Okay. 21. <laughs> 21? Oh, right. damn. And whoever had the nat 20, remember to add your initiative to it as well. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I got 19. 23 in total then. <laughs> All, right. All right, let me fix this real quick. And 23... All right, here we go. All right, now with all that up to date, Corvus, you are up first. All right. So just as a reminder, you see a couple of these, the Devil's Fin crew running up the ropes and heading up towards the deck. So what is your action? I would love to take a shot at the lovely fellows trying to cross on the rope. So that they, Um, too, can swim. Alright, so I will say that there are a total of Q-cut, one of them. So instead of four, there now is only three ropes with people running on them. Go ahead and take your shot. Alrighty. We are at a... Does a 26 hit? (laughs) Yes. I rolled a 19. (laughs) Damn, you got... Yeah, 26 does hit. Alright. 88 of damage. 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 piercing damage. You're muted, Mikey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oop. I accidentally pressed the mute button. Anywho, so as you let your arrow fly, Corvus, it goes sailing pretty impressively into the shoulder blade of one of the guys. It, he momentarily stops a little bit, but then just takes it out and continues heading towards the deck. So... Is there anything else? Oh, uh, no. I... Okay, so that is your turn. All right, next up. 
Okay, between Darylin and Endymion, who has the higher dex mod? Because you both got the same score. So uh, plus one? Plus two. Okay, so Darylin, you go first. So what is your action? I'll, so I am going to use my action to initiate my emboldening bond. So two creatures within 30 feet of me are going to get d uh, 4 added onto their attack roll, ability check, or saving throw for the next 10 minutes. So I'll go ahead and say that's going to be Tidak and Hugh. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Field of Faith on our little goblin friend. Nice. Thank you. Okay, so one of the things that I picked up from Will is I love it when players give me a description of what their spells look like when you cast them. So for you, Darlin, what does your two actions look like? So first, starting with the bond, what does it look as you cast it on Tidak and Hugh? I'm motivational speech, which just me lots of hand motions, gesturing, saying, these are your brothers. You fight to the death and stay together. And as you fight together, you will help each other. And go through that. And everybody's real amped up. And then for Shield of Faith, I just bring my shield in front of me and slap the symbol on the front of it. And the symbol expands out towards the uh, goblin and kind of envelops him. I love that. Yay! <laughs> All right. So that is the end of your action? It is. Okay. And Indivian. Uh, Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, just reminding that that's going to be plus two bonus to your AC there for our little goblin friend. Okay. Uh, so, are there any are there any pirates on board yet? Have they have any gotten onto board onto onto the ship? No, not currently. They're still running up with the ropes. I will say that at the start of the next turn, they will have reached the deck because this is something that they know that they're done and they're pretty good at it. Can I reach one of the ropes to try to cut it? You can most certainly try. So I will say that you guys are close enough to said ropes. So go ahead. I was going to say, where where on the ship did they hit? Like down, like lower, closer to the hull or like up near the banister? Near towards the banister. So they're going at up an upward angle towards you. And where as far as everything that's hit, they kind of angled it to shoot towards the center of the banister on the deck and so they're running at an angle upwards oh so their ship is even like shorter than ours just a tiny bit yeah okay. actually no i don't want to rage just yet because that's more designed for melee stuff i am going to take one of my own harpoons javelins as they are listed on my character sheet and try to toss one at one of the basically the one that's in front like basically the one that's closest to getting up here okay so in that case it would be the one that corvus was shooting at i would wait is, is that only for melee hold on a second when you make your first attack on this turn you can decide okay so that i can do that with uh ranged attacks i would like to make that a reckless attack if i can Ooh. okay I'm just taking one of these harpoons and just full force, like taking two steps back, hopping forward and just chucking it with all my might. That is going to be a 19 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits. (laughs) For 10 damage. Oh my gosh, bro. Oh, that's great. So yeah, 
Describe to me how you chuck this javelin. So it? it's almost like it's almost like throwing like it's almost like throwing javelins Olympic style, except not quite as refined a form. But it is that same sort of haul all the way back and just throw it forward with this gut with this earth-shattering yell. Just this it's, sails through the air and catches the one that that's right in front. Does the, does this drop in or? He is looking very hurt, but he is still on his feet. Actually, okay. you know what? Because you hit it with such force, let me roll. And he's trying to balance on ropes, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, no. So, as the force of the javelin kind of hits him, he sways a little bit. And as he thinks he's about to continue to get his foot forward, his foot slips and he falls into the briny deep. Into the drink. Oh, there goes that javelin. Oh, no. Okay, but, oh, but no. Not the javelins. The things that every barbarian has to start with that they end up at level 20 sitting in their inventory. The fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> Sell it. Pick your teeth. With the big old javelin. <laughs> uh, so that guy is now swimming with the fishes, yep. literally. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, any attack roll made against me until my next turn has advantage, because that was a reckless attack. Gotcha. Duly noted. All right. Okay, so next up, Hugh. I will try to cut another one of the ropes to make sure all of these lovely people fall down. Don't forget to add the D4. I will. To, to only to the roll or the damage? I think it's only uh, the attack roll. Attack, yeah. saving, and ability check. Okay. Okay, with the, the D4, before I even add my modifier, that's a 19, and then I'm going to add on another 6 to that. Yeah, I hit the rope. <laughs> roll for damage. <laughs> That's, let me do my damage here, sorry. That is, yeah, like I thought, nine points of damage. Oh, yeah. So you cut another rope. <laughs> and and do, you... they all splashing into the water? Or... Yep. How many uh, ropes are left? So there are currently two ropes that are left. And there are three people continuing trudging on <laughs> towards your ship. Rejoice, you are now delivered into Dagon's briny hands. May our Lord take you in and embrace you in the deep. Oh my gosh. Alright. He likes so. warm hugs. Alright. Like for the course for the for the purpose of this game, Dagon is played by Olaf. <laughs> Can we get Josh Gaddon to be my my Oh team? my gosh, that would be so great. Is he on cameo? Can we get that? He's gotta be somewhere. <laughs> gonna do some research later <laughs> my lord Dagon that's awesome alright is there anything else you want to do Hugh not at this moment I've used my action and I'm not really moving I'm just trying to take out those wonderful ropes before they get up here awesome alright Tidak you are up so there are currently two ropes left and then there are three guys continuing to run towards your ship pull my massive blade the glaive and I'm going to try and swing at the closest one. Okay. The closest one. Okay. I'll say that they're fairly close, so with your swing, you should be able to reach them, but roll to see if you hit them. It's a solid 13. Yep, that definitely hits. Roll for damage. 10. Ooh. What is with these rolls, you guys? <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, so 10 damage. As you swing, 
and slices nicely across this dude's body where he momentarily steps back a little bit but he's able to stay hanging on and now he just looks down at his wound looks at you smirks and he now is continuing to run towards the ship with you as his prime target <laughs> alrighty so is that the end of your turn that is all I can do smirks and he now is continuing to run towards the ship with you as his prime target <laughs> alrighty so is that the end of your turn that is all I can do sweet alright finally Cole oh wait hold on he's gotta get his headset on dang it <laughs> sorry I'm trying to find my bottle opener okay no worries guys <laughs> anything's a bottle opener now come on he's gotta it get was it was on top of my keg box alright Cole I just Cole, to figure out where it is your right. turn <laughs> is anyone on deck yet not yet. How many ropes are left? Two. Fuck your hemp. I will cast Ray of Frost on one of the ropes. Ooh. Slippery. Oh my gosh. That's dun, dun, genius. Dun, 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 dun. That's genius. Wait, I love it. it. Alright. For Ray of Frost, there's no attack roll involved with that, <clears throat> is there? There is. Okay. Roll to see... Oh, see if you hit it. One sec, sorry, I was reading something else. Because I was like, wait, I can do chill touch, which is te technically still a range attack, but it's like, right, Ray of Frost goes. That's a dirty 20. What the hell? <laughs> Let me get dirty. Let's see, and it's max damage, so eight points of damage. What the hell? <laughs> Jeez, you guys. I'm worried because you're doing so well against these ropes. I mean, it's ropes. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So, so, you managed to make it work. So, as you attack this rope, and ice begins... Go for it. Right, let me allow me. So, you see Endymion just go, freeze, bitch! And, uh, Ray of Frost comes <laughs> out of whatever he's holding. I'm just gonna basically do finger guns. He finger guns a Ray of Frost out. It hits the rope. And as soon as the enemy steps foot, it gives and breaks away, and they all go down. It sure does. So, hold up, let me see. <laughs> wow, that's unfortunate. So yeah, so the rope you ended up hitting ended up being the one that Tydak swung at. So now, <laughs> Homeboy is now swimming in the ocean. Wait, Tydak's in the ocean? No, not Tydak. The guy he was swinging at is in the ocean. <laughs> I'm glad no one was dumb enough to get on them. Alright. I can barely stand on the ship. What makes you think I'm gonna get on a little thin rope? Crazier <laughs> things have happened, trust me. <laughs> I don't like you. Alright, guys. So, this should be fun now. It is the enemy's turn. They roll so poorly, they go after all of you, so. Fun for me! <laughs> wow, all I right. even rolled an 11. <laughs> Plus my one modifier. Fun. Okay. So, as the only rope left standing at this point, <laughs> the two lovely gentlemen have been watching their comrades fall into the ocean. And so, one particular gentleman is going to just look at the rest of you guys. Time to get to work. Pulls out 
<laughs> heavy crossbow. <laughs> and let's see. Rolling Will the, the recoil six... knock him off the rope? It might. So I'm taking a risk here. I've thought about this. So, rolling a six-sided die to determine who the target is going to be. Man, our officers aren't doing crap right now. We're doing all the work. <laughs> all right. So the dice has chosen. So six. That is going to be cold. <laughs> That's just cold, man. That's just cold. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't freeze up. And you're a frigid bitch. Got cold right. shoulder. Is that why you're going to miss? Ice I to meet so. you. Oh, no. Chill out. All right. Does a 13 hit? No, it does not. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Heavy crossbow. <laughs> Fires it. Now let's see if this dude <laughs> has a chance. Huh, not bad. Okay, exactly what it needs. So, as <laughs> this gentleman shoots the heavy crossbow, he loses his balance a little bit, so the trajectory of said arrow goes off, avoiding hitting you, Colt. And despite losing his balance, he's able to maintain his footing. And it's just like, ah, it's been a while, so let's see what I can do later. And so... He is going to continue to run. So now the other guy that's running behind him is going to attempt to do the same thing. And this time he's going to try to hit you, Darlin. <laughs> so heavy crossbow does a 13 hit. Damn, this die no. sucks. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> oh, boy. Were we supposed to be afraid of this boating party? <laughs> I believe so, Cher. Seems they got cold feet. Ah, very good. <laughs> so, know, I, I would have been afraid had this been four years ago when we met the pirates of the South Seas and they completely enveloped our ship, but these guys are just amateurs. Yes, those guys were, as you could say, uh, hot-headed. These uh, seem to have been roped into their claws. They're almost ice of blockheads. No, that's where I draw the lines. Nice try. <laughs> yeah. I, your idioms are weird for me. Alrighty. So yeah, so same thing happens. Tries to aim at Derlin. Miz recoil, but is able to maintain his footing, so he's going to continue to run. Alright. After watching most of his crew plummet into the ocean, Captain Callus, our gray tiefling, just looks at you, looks at you guys on the deck and just smiles. Wasn't expecting a lot of this, but let us see if we can turn up the heat. Now it, it is his turn, so as a bonus action, he is going to use Misty Step. <laughs> Who's steering your ship now? It's our own flotilla. It's wonderful. Flotilla. <laughs> another form for uh, Navy. And that's how we created the Denzik in D and D. That's a that's a joke for all my exalted players out there. Oh, boy. All right, so Captain Callus casts Misty Step, and you guys watch as, like, a silvery fog shroud around him, and within an instant, kind of, like, just vanish. And from behind you, you hear, let's get this party started, shall we? And so he is going to attack. All right, he's going to try to attack Hugh. So... From behind, Captain Callus is now, let's see if we can go in for the kill shot. And he's going to attempt to fire his pistol at you. Oh, dear lord. 
Don't you mean dear Dagon? <laughs> he is my lord and my he is lord, da <laughs> lord Dagon. All right. So let's see. Oh, that's not good. That for is. Whom? It's good for Captain Callus, not so much for Hugh. I'm assuming a 19 hits. It does. It does indeed. Well, at least it was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or dirty. I, I I thought that's what you were going for there. That's what I thought so too. Listen, this is the first high number I rolled. Let me have my moment. <laughs> All right. All right. So, with the pistol, he is going to. It hits. So let's roll for damage. And that is. Yikes! That is maximum damage. <laughs> so ten plus one. That is eleven piercing damage. Yeah, that hurts a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not apologize. This is what's happening. Please don't apologize, DM. Oh! So, you shot me. You shot me right in the arm. Why did you shoot me? <laughs> because I'm evil. <laughs> I just get the TikTok. I just get the cartoons and TikTok audio. Is that because I'm evil? <laughs> is that piercing damage or is that, does that have an elemental damage on it? I just wanted to know. That's piercing. Okay, cool. All right. So, it is the beginning of the next round. So, at this point, well, Captain Callus is already on your guys' ship, but the two other gentlemen have now reached your guys' ship. Corvus, back at the top of the order. It is your turn, bud. All right. I have a weird question. Yes. Uh, is there any kind of open flames nearby? I will say that there is not. <laughs> is there any way to access a flame on a fly? On my turn, <laughs> you could hold your action. There's no lanterns nearby? Yeah, nothing. It's daytime. Well, it is daytime. Yeah, yeah it's daytime. <laughs> Do you have a flint? Yeah, I do have a tinderbox, so it has the fire steel of plan. But would I be able to use that to light a arrowhead? Or like the tip of an arrow? It is Mikey's if... call, but typically so use item is an action mm -hmm. and it it counts as an action. It's yeah, not, that's it's fine. not a bonus. Action. I don't mind. Yeah, because I was gonna say I will let you do it, but that will count as your action. And okay, I won't that's make fine. you I'll say you successfully do it. I'm not going to make you roll for anything. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. I'm going to light an arrow on fire and just get it notched and ready. Nice. Okay. So that is your turn. So, Darlin, it is back to you. <laughs> All right. How damaged does Hugh look? Oh, he's uh, <laughs> lost more than half his hit points. He's... Oh. We're, like... So the cool thing about my tracker I'm using, it gives different colors for where you're at with hit points. He was currently in the red. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It hurts so in my blood. insides and my outsides. All right, then in that case, we're going to go ahead and do the soul the dead on old Captain Black Flag? No, Captain Callus. Has he taken any uh, damage yet? Nope. Okay. Then... So that's going to be, I'm waving my uh, Warhammer up in the air like a like you just bell, don't care. racking it on my, Clapper uh, for my a bell. shield, and then <laughs> using Healing Word and giving my old friend you there, let's see, five hit points back, and just bathing him in the glow of the shield. Ooh, shield glow. 
Wasn't that the song from the commercials in Coming to America? No, that was Soul Glow. And did Captain Callus pass his wisdom check of 14? Okay, so let me do that because I wanted... Well, so now that the healing's taken care of, so wisdom save you said, correct? Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> that is a 16. He, yeah, he passed that. Okay. Alrighty. So as you as you're hitting your shield, Callus just turns to you, Daylin, and just says, like, "I am a spawn of Asmodeus. If you're going to try to use some dark energy, you got to come a lot stronger." Before he can finish <laughs> that sentence, I would like to hit him. I would like to hit him. I would uh, like to hit him. But before, but I mean, before I hit him, I would like to rage. In the accent, come on, please. I would like to rage. Yeah. So he's. Oh, you've got to come a little bit better than. As soon as soon as he says better than, there's this half dead behemoth wielding an axe almost the size of himself, charging at him, screaming, uh, yell, yelling like the dead, like there is an army of dead behind him, and he just buries the axe into his back. Oh jeez! Reckless attack. Oh boy! Oh, here we go. That's only a twelve. Even after the advantage. That does not hit. I am so sorry. <laughs> swing and a miss. But it's... So it's a swing and a miss. And there's this moment where he... Captain Cal turns around in surprise. And... It, it's it's like straight out of the Hulk. You know how the Hulk just basically like... He lose Like all he can do is just... Argh! And that's what it is. And Dimian's eyes are... Glowing is the wrong word. It's almost like they're misting. There's this green fog that's spilling from them. And, like, when he yells, when he screams from his mouth. It, like, just barely. It's not, like, spilling out everywhere and creating this fog over everything. But just, just barely from the corners of his eyes and his mouth. So, like, hot breath on a cold day. Yeah, except it's green. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> if he, When Hugh sees this, he also grins just that much bigger. <laughs> and you see all of his sharp teeth from that, because, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All righty. Even in a mist, that was, that's so epic. <laughs> I love it. All right, Endymion, so that is the end of your turn. This is what happens Hugh. when you bring an exalted player into your game, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, close is he to me at this point? Because he's taking a shot at me, but I don't know how close he is. I will say that he's about... He's not that far. He's about... Probably about 10 feet. If you're looking at a grid, like two squares, 10 feet away from you. So if and I move away from him, he I, he doesn't get an attack of opportunity, or does he? No. Not at okay. this level, he doesn't. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hands up to my mouth as if I'm laughing at him. And just go and hit him with a poison spray, and you just see this black, oily ooze just vaporize out in front of me right toward his face. They're trying to hit him in the face there. Oh, man. <laughs> so he's going to make a con save. Oh, boy. Okay. Fail it. Fail it. Fail it. Fail it. That is a 14. Ah, oh, that is my DC. Damn. <laughs> so it does nothing other than hits him in the face, covers him in that stuff. And like a squid that's inking, just as I'm doing that, I'm going to start running toward the next rope and get as far away from as I do my 30 feet away from him if I can. Okay. So you're running towards 
on the rope now, right? Oh, no, I'm not going on the rope. I'm trying to get, like, away from on deck, but not get on the rope, but stay close to the ropes if I can. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so I'm a, so when you say inking, I'm just imagining, like, Mario Kart, the blooper, when it covers the screen. Yeah, it's like, it just gets in his face. <laughs> it does something to him, but just for a second there, he's, he's, like, temporarily got something in his eye. Very nice, yeah. All right. I'm about to work. <laughs> okay, nice job, Hugh. Tidak, you are up. So I'm gonna try and swing on swing on my glaive again, and right. try and hit the captain if it's close uh, or whoever's close. I will say that for all of you guys are relatively close, so it's not gonna take up a lot of movement to get close to him. I just need to get within ten feet. He's got yes. range. Am I flanking him with anyone yet? Oh, and before I before you answer that question, are you going? Are you using flanking rules for this game? I backed in that. Forget that the D four. I am I me personally I will not. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I for this combat I will say no, but give me some time to think about it okay. and review it a little bit because I'm not too familiar with it. So basically uh, basically the idea is that if and if a target is being flanked, the people flanking him have advantage on attack rolls. It's it's a holdover rule from from third and fourth edition. They, it was never officially printed into fifth, but a lot of people sort of house rule it in. But it was specifically designed back in third and fourth edition for rogues to be able to sneak attack when they are flanking. But uh, I believe it is in DM's guide. Is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I will say then with that, I'll say yeah because given okay. the situation, cool. it makes sense. Yeah, so, so for sure. So and on that note. Am, am I flanking him with someone? Flanking Captain Callus with someone? Let me look at my little diagram I have. So you're behind him. Since Tydak is currently coming in closer, given his position, I will say yes. Okay. He is flanking. Uh-huh. Just, just so, I want to know next turn so I don't have to reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if I'm flanking, do I get that bonus? Because I, I would be really great. Yes. I'm assuming you did poorly on the first roll. <laughs> oh, all right. With my roll and with Mike helping me, I only got a solid eight. Oh. So if I'm getting advantage, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, roll again, because that eight is no bueno. <laughs> hey, look at that, a nine. Unfortunately. And with, and with, with the D4, I get 12? Nope. Wait, you said 13? Nine plus four is thirteen, correct? Yep. That is okay, exactly yeah, what that is exactly what you needed to hit. I can't math. Alright, so that actually hits a roll for damage. Eleven? What the hell, bro? Alright. Wait, hang on. So you're attacking with the glaive, correct? Correct, the big heavy weapon. Okay. And glaive would be considered melee weapon, right? Glaive is considered a two-handed melee weapon. Okay, good to know. As a reaction... Oh, God. God. (laughs) Captain Callus sees you coming and it's just... You have much to learn about fighting, young one. And as a reaction, he's going to use parry. (laughs) So with parry, it it adds two to his AC, which means now, as for the incoming attack, his AC is now 15, so your attack is going to miss. Ooh. <laughs> so as I swing on him, it, I just, uh, all that happens is his blade comes up and just pushes mine to swing down and hit the, hit the what the hell is the deck? Yeah. So I'll say that as you are coming, he ha- 
Captain Callus takes his rapier and parries it. As you take a look at this rapier and kind of in a circular motion swing the glaive towards hitting the deck, that this rapier is very nicely um, decorated ornately with different color worked into the design of the hilts, like different styles of roses and vines glimmering like red and white and gold and all that kind of stuff. And he looks at you, Tydak, and says, Nice try. <laughs> All right, let me, Cold. Let me the frogs and just... <laughs> All right, Cold, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to use... What am I going to use? I'm going to move shit out of my way so I can roll. That would be helpful. I'm going to try and prevent the remaining pirates coming on board from getting on board. So I'm going to hit that last rope. Technically, they are on board. <laughs> and oh. now they can't get off, and who's steering the ship? <laughs> the orc that was standing there steering the ship. Uh, Damn. Then I'm just going to use a chromatic orb on the captain. Oh, man. Love that spell. <laughs> Me too. It's going to be cold damage. It's a five. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Describe You're worried to about us doing well on this. Come on, man. <laughs> Like I said, no, what I said was you guys are rolling well against the ropes. <laughs> I was rolling against the ropes. Only the other two were on the ropes. And it just goes wide. The ship decides to dip somehow. Alrighty. After that amazing display, it is the enemy's turn. <laughs> okay. So, the two crewmates look at you guys, smile at the mess that is some of you guys missing. So, first gentleman, now that he is on board, is going to attempt to actually... Do you really know that they're gentlemen? Are we sure about that? I use the term... When I say gentlemen, they are man. Gentle quote. Let me get that right. Thank you for the correction. Kilt. And what I'm really... Yes. I appreciate it. And unfortunately, the dice decided that it is your... Thank you for the correction, but the dice has decided you need to get hit. <laughs> oh, that I should be targeted. I kid you, like, you can't make this up. It doesn't matter because that's a big old nine, so that misses. Definitely. Damn. All right, second one. Not from the same guy, from the different person, different folk. It doesn't matter who it hits because that is a ten. <laughs> you know what? This dice is going in dice jail. Shame on that dice. Uh, All right. Now it's Callus's turn, so this should be fun. So, looking between you, Endymion, and you, Tydak, he's just like, alright, let's make this work. And he... He's gonna go after you, Endymion. <laughs> alright, so first up, he is going to try to hit you with his rapier. Okay. He has advantage, because the last attack I did was reckless. Oh, thank you for letting me know. Oh... That's a natural 20. Rip. I'm raging. Damage against me is halved. Oh. Okay. So, let me just do rapier damage. Double the damage, guy. Yep. So that is 12 points of damage. Halved is 6. So that is 6 points of piercing damage. Ow. And so, ow. yes. An ow, an ow. So 6 damage. And... Because he is equipped with Firearm Expert, as a bonus action, he's going to take his pistol and fire at you. <laughs> okay. 
at least attempt to. That's still advantage, correct? Uh, I'm double checking that right now. But yeah. attack rolls against you will have advantage until your next turn. So yes, he still has advantage. Okay, so let me double roll. check. Ooh, okay. Another now. The second one was a three, but this first one was 17 plus his modifier is a dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> yeah, still raging. That is nine points of damage. Half that would be rounded four. down to four. So four points of piercing damage. He stabs at me and slashes at me and just just makes holes. And as he pulls the sword out, like there's more of that green mist. Oh boy, so don't make reminder, don't make Endymion as mad. <laughs> Another reminder, make sure to plug up his misty holes. <laughs> Alrighty. And that's what everybody calls it after Endymion's had too many beans for dinner. <laughs> that's noxious cloud. That's a special maneuver. That's the spell. Oh, Literally the spell cloud kill. You walk. Wait, wait, wait. I got one. I got one more. You walk in the room after that happens. Jesus, what died? Oh, sorry, Endymion. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I got one now. It's like you know, walk in. I should walk crawled up your ass and died. Uh, oh wait. <laughs> All right, back at the top of the order, Corvus. I'm gonna finally shoot my fire arrow into a sail. On the enemy ship? On the enemy ship, yes. Go for it. the enemy ship. If he natural ones this, I have an idea what happens. Oh no! I shoot. I shoot someone in the back of the head with a flaming arrow. No, it, it lands in our own sail. Oh wait. How... All right. Are we flanking the other ship? <laughs> I have a. Sorry, sir, a flunk. Sorry, I'm trying a to. Flunk to flank? Is 16 to hit. Hold up. Let me take a look at the stats for this ship real quick. Oh, the ship has an AC? No, yeah, it's, it's zero. Yeah. It's not say, zero. Here, here, here's the question Can it's you hit the broadside of a barn? <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. Always. At least how I do it. <laughs> That is exactly what you needed, damn it. <laughs> so, I I hate that I have to ask this question, but you said you were aiming at the sail? Yes. Lovely. So yeah, describe to me how you hit the sail. <laughs> so he's gonna immense all the fighting, the gunfire. Corvus is going to take a single knee and just, and just let it go. And you just see this little uh, arrow. Yeah, it's oh. like, God, take this, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I just sinks one on their biggest sail because I wasn't going to try to be a hero. <laughs> I'm trying to hit a small one. I need a hero. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, you successfully hit the sail, and now it is starting to catch on fire. <laughs> I hope or the least, rest of the ship does. That's not, fires take a little bit of time to work, but at least the sail is burning. Let's start to make more. Oh boy! Oh no! Oh, Rage no. quit. Darlin's out. Two for Sam. I'm taking his turn. Do we have a disconnect tally? How many times we've disconnected in a single session? Three. No. <laughs> we do not do that. That is rude. We should get one. No. <laughs> and we lose double XP. No. <laughs> All right. All right. Until he comes he, back. He holds his action. Like... Yeah, he holds his action. Everyone keeps saying it. Okay, so holding action basically means that you're waiting your turn, basically. If you wanted to go after me, you could hold your action until after I do my action, 
and then proceed to your turn. Put it, put it this way. If someone had the spell Elemental Bane and you wanted to cast Scorching Ray on him, you, but you were going first, you could basically have the person that was going to cast Elemental Bane, or you could hold your action until after Elemental Bane was cast. And then if that hits, then you fire the Scorching Ray. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I am flanking this asshole. I am still raging. And I'm going to hit him. Try. You could try. <laughs> I'm going to rage all up in that asshole. <laughs> no. 22 to hit? With consent. Oh, yeah. It definitely hits, bro. That's. Uh. <laughs> that is. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. 11 plus. Is 17 damage. Alright, so yeah. So, with all this witty repartee, he's. Oh, you think you can. <laughs> as he just catches a great axe to the stomach. Okay, not doing this for any sort of ed- extra advantage, like knocking him prone or anything like that. He can hop right back up. But I catch him in the stomach and carry him, like, up and slam him into the ground. Or slam him into the deck. Yikes. <laughs> Full on Astaroth with this shit. Okay. So, with that being said, Captain Callus is holding his scum- stomach and he's just. That hurt a lot, but. Let me repay the favor. Puny and as God. a reaction. And as a reaction, with his finger, he points it towards you, Endymion. And as a reaction, he's going to cash Hellish Rebuke. <laughs> oh, balls. Okay. No. That is elemental damage. I do not like it when people do elemental damage to the Barbarian. If I remember correctly, it, like, Rage doesn't protect you from uh, having that, Rage right? Rage halves bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Not elemental. Not okay. fire. Or well, what, whatever element this ends up being. This might not be that bad, but please make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I do have advantage on that, actually. Advantage on decks against effects that you can see while not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. Because that is... Danger sense. Yes. It won't won't have the damage, but it'll allow you to dodge. Yeah. I am in danger. Uh, Let's see. Nope, I'm still going to take the damage because that's only an eight. No. All right, so you're going to take two D10s worth of fire damage. So give me a sec. Who uses fire on the ocean? Me. (laughs) That is a top-tier oof. That's a big yikes, Chief. All right, here we go. Let's see what I rolled. Oh! That's that's not good. (laughs) That is a 10 and an 8. So you take 18 points of fire 18 damage? 18 points of fire damage. And Dimian is down. Oh, jeez. That's one hell of a hellish rebuke. You know what? Uh, Will, go ahead and describe how this looks. What kind of damage is it? Fire? So, after he sort of, pl- after he plants Captain Callus into the deck, and this the, uh, and so he's standing there doing the whole like barbarian rage Hulk yell thing and he does that little point and that green mist that has been pouring from any open area that is on the end starts to change color 
Like, it starts off as a subtle glow of orange, and then before he can really react to it, it explodes from inside him with this, it, with flames just coming out from his eyes, mouth, the, his sword wounds, everything like that. And he just, his, and as the flames recede back inside him, he just, eyes closed, just crumples into the ground. Do I make my first death save now, or do I wait until my next turn? <laughs> it is, you will wait till your next turn. Okay. <laughs> Alright, hey, you made some damage, but you also took some damage, yep. so that's fun. Alright, Hugh, you are up. Uh, first, I see this. Yeah, what? all of you guys at this point, you just see what has happened, and Endymion go down. I, I say out loud as my bonus action, Lord Dagon is not done with you yet, dear one. And I healing word him from across the across the room. So you get eight points of healing. Ooh. And then since I'm near the la- is the last rope still in place? The last rope's still in place, but there are people on the deck already. Oh. Yes. That's, that's fine. Oh, I'm getting uh-huh. ma- making sure the ship can't stay near us or be attached to us. Uh, fun, What's up, Will? Fun fact, as a reborn, I have advantage on death saves. Oh, cool. good to know. Not gonna, not gonna matter right now. Yep. I'm attacking the rope again. <laughs> I critted on the rope. Oh, wow, these ropes. Dang, you hit that rope really chance. well. The ropes didn't stand a chance. Uh, so that is 12 points of damage to the rope with my colors. And it's a rope, so you're able to, with the natural 20, you just like the butter. Now they're not attached to us anymore. Now I can deal with these guys, and I'm going to turn back and go, shall we make this a fair fight? Or are you going under? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of your turn. We'll say that Jace holds his action. Speaking, of, hold, speaking of holding his action, Darylin is back now. Oh, yeah. So, in this case, we'll go back. So, Darlin, it is your turn. <laughs> okay, so I just saw our friend Endymion go ahead and get kind of all the damage that he seemed to do. He got set on fire. Uh, he got set on fire. From the inside out. From the inside out. But he's been, been recovered by Hugh, so I'm going to go ahead and run on up to... Callus, I keep forgetting his name, and cast Inflict Wound. Go for that there. So let's see. So that is a wah wah whopping eight. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's not looking good for the captain. <laughs> he picked the wrong boat to attack. All right. So that is your turn. Jace is holding. We'll say he holds his action. Cold. Your turn, bud. I, you know what? I'm going to do ice knife. I'm gonna throw an Yay. ice knife at the captain. Yay. Oh boy! That, that is a good spell. I love ice knife. Fourteen. A fourteen does hit. All right, here goes. Oops, that's not the. Want to roll a d8 instead of a d10? Thank you. Click the wrong thing. Because I was trying to double check what type of damage it was. Piercing. Yeah, it's just piercing. Okay. Damage oh! Next. Well, it does one damage. <laughs> one piercing damage. Oh, That's... wait. Then that target, each creature within five feet of it, must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So they must roll a ten or higher. 
Okay, so I'm just gonna. So I saved. This is. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, so because the people around it would include the captain I know. and Timmy, and don't forget about Tidak. <laughs> there he is. Tidak's <laughs> gotta make a dexterity saving throw. Tidak also has a D4 to add on. Use my help, man. Oh, I forgot about the D4. Wait, that, that's any anything, right? It's uh, it's the D4. Attack, saving, and ability check, I believe. Pretty much anything. Okay. But, anything yeah. but damage. Okay. So you fail? Yep, I got 11. <laughs> no, that saves. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's eight, 10 or higher. Oh, cool. Oh, let me roll for Kalos. I am really upset. What the hell? That's 13. That's it? That's all I got? It's, okay. a, it's a full action, so I can't really do much else. Alrighty. So, now it is the enemy's turn. As the two crewmen are about to fire on... Wait, um, Jace didn't go yet. Oh yeah, that's right. So, Tydek, it is your turn. Who's closest to me? So, the captain. The captain is closest to you. Here's what you missed. So, Dimmy, you're currently... You're currently right next to him because you did try to attack him head on. <laughs> okay. So you're facing him. He's currently on the ground because he got slammed by the axe. That didn't officially knock him prone. He's just... Yeah. He's on a knee. I'm going to use my breath weapon. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Go for it. <laughs> what is your so, breath weapon? Um, psychic. He is, is, it, a line. is it a cone or a line? Cone. Oh. <laughs> now Will's going to make another save. Oh no. It's a so, deck save, right? Going, it is a deck save. DC 12. I'm going to um, roar out this emerald green mist that looks like it's got specks of emerald in it and do six damage. Alright, so Kalos got 13. Damn. Yeah, and Dimian got eight. Ooh. So how much damage is he taking? Six. Six. Okay. Six damage. I'm not down. I'm still up. Yeah. Okay, I still took half damage. Yeah. <laughs> not for, for psychic. <laughs> I'm not. Ra I'm not raging anymore. I was knocked unconscious. That ends my rage. He's like. I had Dude. a nice cut. I had a nice six second nap. I thought about what I was angry about and just worked my way up. through it. I went through the process. <laughs> I was able to process my emotions in a healthy way, and now I'm awake again, and I am <laughs> pissed off again. However, I'm pissed off at the Dragonborn right now. Are you bloodied again? I, I never stopped being bloodied. I was downed, I healed eight, and then took six. The true struggles of a barbarian. I was trying to I was trying to finish him with a breath weapon. I apologize. But no, yeah. And, he just, ducked, and he just ducked out of the way and you just breathed right in Endymion's face. <laughs> He got burped yeah, right in his man. nose. How's that, how's that emerald taste, buddy? He's still like, uh... <laughs> mineral. Alright. Now it's the enemy's turn. So as the two crewmen ready their weapons, Callus just stands up, looks at you guys, and says, I think I've had enough fun for today. And I've done what I needed to do. <laughs> and he just smirks, and... Perhaps the is, and it's just... Callus says, and with that, my friends, I will bid you an adieu. And Misty steps back to his ship, 
the two other crewmen run across the ropes back to the there's ship. There's no ropes. There's no ropes. They're stuck on the ropes. There's no ropes. I yeah, cut that's the ropes. Right. That's they're, right. They're stuck here. They're locked in with us. And on top of that, there his ship has a sail on fire. <laughs> All right. So for the sake of it, we'll say that Callus makes it back to the ship. The other two, obviously, don't stand a chance against the six of you guys. So Jump I'm gonna leave this start up. swimming. Or we make him part of the crew. That is, I was actually going to say, how do you guys want to handle this? Do you want to kill them, throw them overboard, or make them a part of the crew? Kill them. I say we keep them. I give them the choice. So out of morbid curiosity, we'll finish this up and then I'll ask the question. Go ahead. That's up to the captain to give them that quarter, so. Yeah, that, that is the captain's call. It's the captain's call. It really is. My recommendation would be... Either they join the crew or they get killed dead on the spot. Okay. And so with so at this point, Devil's Finn kind of in the distance trying to put out their sail fire. <laughs> um, if I see one of them trying to throw water on the sail, I'm just going to shape water in front of the ship again and just rock it a little bit so it misses. <laughs> I have a range of 600 feet. Can I just nail any of them? Or the other sails? Or any other sails. He has a good range. He, if he has range, he could probably keep volleying until they... Wait, wait, how far is this ship away from now? Because I have an idea, too. Okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> as the power of the DM, I am going to say no. <laughs> oh, he won't let us destroy his toys. <laughs> you have a barbarian that's almost bleeding now, so just saying. We can fix the bleeding, yeah, but they won't fix the bleeding anymore. So I'm going to say no, but oh. so Mikey, the so the answer to this question can be no. Don't feel uh-huh. the need to build on this anymore if you don't want to. But when I dropped, being that close to death again, did I see anything? Hear anything? Yes. So really quick. So reap. Rewinding back to the moment you drop. This this would be like as everyone's all right. Everybody okay? Everybody okay? And it like cuts over to Endymion and he's like thinking back to when he dropped and. Yeah. So, Endymion, when Callus basically incinerated you, the moment that you drop, you find yourself in. While most people, according to what you've heard, when they experience on the verge of death, they usually describe it as being drifting in this kind of darkness that's in blackness, if you will. However, for you, as you are on the verge of death, bordering between those lines, you find yourself, instead of a pitch black darkness, you find yourself drifting underwater in a sense so you're basically floating underwater and as you just drift from your vision above you see like when you're underwater you see the outline of the sun that's above the surface and it's pushing light underneath as you look up to the sun from where you at you see a kind of blurry figure reach out towards you and with their hand reaches out and as so what do you do with that <laughs> uh, is it a humanoid hand mm-hmm humanoid I'll, re- I'll reach out to grab it 
Okay. So as you reach out to grab it, the hands connect, and in your mind, you hear a faintly female kind of voice say to you in your mind, Your mission is not done, my young Endymion. You still have a mission for me. What? <laughs> and is that it? And that's when I come to? And as she lets go of your hand and drifts away, at this point, we'll say that's when Hugh heals you, and then you come back. <laughs> Deep tentacles come into your view, and they rest you from the sea. All right, cool. All right. Cool. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So at this point, Captain Graysell comes down from the steering wheel. She looks at the two. She looks over to Q. Tie them up and put him in the brig. We'll give them a crash course on how we run things on this ship later. And so with Q just nodding and with the help of the other officers, tie up the two pirates and lead them down there. And as you guys get your bearings together, you make the realization that while one of your members almost lost their life, you guys successfully ended up defending the Voyager from a notorious pirate. I mean, life. Eh. Yeah, yeah. But you also realize that if that was just a taste of what to expect on the sea, it's best that you're well prepared for what other surprises may come your way. And with that, we are going to end tonight's session right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> they better be ready for us. That was awesome. <laughs> and fire! <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. That was great. I personally hated that part. Uh, fire. Oh, oh my fire. gosh. We'll talk, more after, we'll talk more afterwards, but I'm so happy right now. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. With that being said, really quickly, let's go through everyone once again. Kind of plug whatever projects you got going on. So we'll start with you, Will. <laughs> uh, it's my channel. You're on my project. <laughs> this is the project I have going life. on. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm doing One Shot Firing Range tomorrow night. We're playing Monster Hearts. And we just, this past Saturday, did an episode of the Vanguard Protocol, my Mutants and Masterminds campaign over on the, the World's Guild. And yeah, we'll be... The, I have been running Ordinary Kansas. We will be revisiting that shortly. We do ha we have had to cancel the next session, but uh, we'll watch this space for future developments. Excellent. And Radio Free Will on TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Kilty Boy, anything to plug? Social medias, projects? I currently have nothing. Um, I have nothing to plug. I don't do much of anything besides sit on my ass. Lovely. So you're plugging your ass. Right. I don't plug my ass. I definitely plug my puns because they are amazing punishment for everybody to enjoy. As projects. I currently have nothing. Um, I have nothing to plug. I don't do much of anything besides sit on my ass. Lovely. So you're plugging your ass. Right. No, I don't plug my ass. I definitely plug my puns because they are amazing punishment for everybody to enjoy. Oh my god. And they're very punctual. Yeah. So, from my count, we have about 50 puns in this one session within an hour. <laughs> so. They're very punctual. Punctual. Alrighty. Oh, gosh. Before this devolves any further, Jace, what you got going on, bud? Just that I'm JC Vanguard from uh, TikTok. I do some cosplays and some React videos. This was a fun session. I enjoyed. I want more trauma. And I am not sorry for hurting the barbarian. <laughs> eh, All right. He's a barbarian. 
Alright, Amador. Oh, I don't do anything. I too just sit on my ass. <laughs> you get plugged in the ass too, just like kill. Oh, yeah. I don't plug my ass. I just sit on my ass. I do believe I said I do not plug my ass. <laughs> oh, God. I don't okay. have an active OnlyFans. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. I'm not allowed to say that on TikTok or Twitch. Dude. Whatever. Okay. Only friend. All right. <laughs> and next up is Mike. What you got going on? <laughs> oh, I am coming up on a five-day break. Get that every week. So I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Very nice. And finally, John. I'm actually doing stuff, so I'll try to plug that. First of all, I'll be watching Kilt and Amador sitting on their asses without them knowing, so that'll be fun. And then after that, you can find me uh, on the Improvised Weapons podcast, on Apple Podcasts, and other places you can find it. A bunch of D&D being played by improvisers, which is funny. Also check out the Session Zero podcast. The last episode was about LGBTQ players in D, and I was on the panel and very uh, grateful to be there. It was very cool. And otherwise, you can find me at... Uh, the JV Lexicon on Instagram or at Revelry Theater's YouTube page. There's some stuff up there. Thank you, thank you. All right, and then finally, once again, my name is Mikey, aka Pop Culture Geek, across all the social medias on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. <laughs> so, as Will mentioned, you normally would find me on Ordinary Kansas as Javier the Gumshoe, but we are not going to be having the next session, and we'll revisit that in the future. But it's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's it for me. So for those of you guys who are tuning in and watching, thank you guys for coming out, hanging out. Our next session will be at the end of July. Watch for that day in the future. And until then, take care of each other guys out in internet let. And until next time, see you later. <laughs>